This is New England Patriots running back and three-time Super Bowl champion James White. You're listening to the two-minute drill. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Minute Drill Podcast. As usual, I'm Adam, and I'm joined by my good buddies Dan and Kev. And today we're going to be talking about some of the results from the Week 5 in the NFL and take a look ahead at Week 6, particularly Patriots-Broncos. And we'll get on with our game picks later in the episode. But for now, the breaking news of the day, Le'Veon Bell has signed with the Kansas City Chiefs after being released by the Jets yesterday. It is a one-year deal, and Casey only gets better. So, guys, how are we feeling about this deal? Um, I don't know, a little bit disappointed, but it's honestly, it's not like it's a backbreaker. You can, you can tell um, Dan's depressed right now. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Well, I, I got, ex- I got excited because I thought we were going to bring him in. He's obviously like a huge name. And when a guy come, when a guy like that comes to the Patriots, I'm always going to be like holding out. I think Kevin, you texted me, like, imagine if we get like even just a little bit of that 2017 mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell. Like, of course, you're just going to be, like, hopeful. So I think I was starting to get excited. And um, I was saying the whole time that, like, if he goes to Miami, which was – they they seemed like the front runner for a little bit. If he went to Miami, I wouldn't have cared. But I was just hoping he didn't go to Buffalo or Kansas City. Honestly, I'd prefer him in Kansas City to Buffalo. But, yeah, it, should, it just makes the Chiefs offense a little bit tougher to deal with, which isn't great. I just kind of find it, like, really funny how, like, you know, like – the past two seasons, basically three, because Le'Veon Bell held out in 2018. And it's just like, you know, like, he's playing for the Jets. He's averaging 3.3 yards per carry. This guy's a bum. Ever since he sat out, it's the Jets. His career's over. Blah, blah, blah. He's not worth whatever, what, $13 million a year. And then he gets cut, and everyone's like, I want Le'Veon Bell on my <laughs> team. And they watch, like, 2017 <clears throat> highlights, and they're like, I want that guy. And I think that... um the Patriots definitely did have some interest in him. Um, as me and Dan were talking about it earlier, I just think Belichick would have used him more as a slot wide receiver than he would have been for a running back. Cause that's basically what Pittsburgh did. I mean, they obviously had him on the field 99% of the snaps. And I think if you put Bell with Cam and I mean, with the Pats offensive line, it would have been a dream match in heaven if Bell could live up to expectations. I am not really that worried about him in Kansas city. It kind of seems like a, I'm not going to go that far fetch, but like, don't you guys think that last year, like, the Chiefs had a lot of expectations for LaShawn McCoy, and then that kind of died, like, died down really quick, and they got Clyde Edward Delaire. Yeah. Like, I just think it's going to be like one of those, like, just like another guy in there, big name, doesn't really produce the stats. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Edward Delaire, really. He had a huge week one, and I don't know, he's really dropped off since then. I don't think they would have signed Bell if he was real, if Edward Delaire was really living up to mm-hmm. Is the money of the contract out yet i really saw that was a one-year deal but i'm not sure what the price is yet it's not but i'd assume it's the league minimum because for this year um in his contract with the jets this year was either fully guaranteed or it was something like 15 million like a bunch of money so for bell um taking the league minimum he'll make more money this year maybe than he would have if he uh hadn't got yeah so the money didn't really matter. Well, right. when I saw he got cut, oh, go on, Kev. Sorry about that. He, ra- he racked up twenty-eight million dollars in two years for the Jets. I think this year yeah. he's getting six million. Like he's going to get six million dollars from the Jets for the rest of the year. So it only makes sense that he's going to sign for the league minimum, which is probably like what, like nine hundred. Which is what, like one point five? Is it maybe? I thought it was like nine hundred thousand, but with I think it's one. I think it's one point okay, oh five. So- because that's what we got Cam for and Hoy. Okay, so probably 1.05. So he'll probably end up making seven, like one year, $7 million overall for Bell just to go win a Super Bowl. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when I saw the news of his release yesterday, I um, I knew we had prior interest, but I, nothing really got me too excited because we, we have a loaded backfield as it is, and we don't really need Le'Veon. But obviously the option of him being a free agent was there, and it would've, he would have fit great in our offense. But once as yesterday and today went on, and I kept seeing the Patriots names involved with the rumors, it just got me more and more excited just to finally get let down as he went to the Chiefs. You know, <laughs> it, it sucked because I, I didn't want to believe the hype. And then I was like, you know what? Let's believe it. It might happen. It might happen. And then he picks the goddamn Chiefs. Any other team, even if it was the Bills, I wouldn't have been that upset. But did the Chiefs need Le'Veon? Like, come on now. Like, they're borderline super team at this point. And, and it just sucks. But 
it is what it is, Kev. I'm hoping what you said about um, what you mentioned, how it was like a LaShawn McCoy kind of thing last year. I hope that comes into play in Le'Veon. Yeah, I'm definitely good. wrong hope people that. hope. I'm definitely but, uh, wrong. Even, I hope you're I'm not hoping. wrong. No, but I'm even, even wrong. look at Fournette. Even look at Fournette. I think That's we were true. doing – we were either doing a podcast or I was just talking to one of you when the Bucks signed Fournette, and I think I literally was like, oh, fuck, now they're going to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, that was completely wrong. Like, Fortnite hasn't done anything for them, and they're still, like, not great. I think it's the whole running back position, like, in general. I mean, you can kind of look at, like, Todd Gurley. Like, Gurley kind of collapsed once he had that breakout year with the Rams. And it's just, like, you see all these running backs. Like, Derrick Henry's kind of slowing down this year, minus that step on that that um, Norman took. But other than that, like, these running backs, they're replaceable. So, like, when you've been the Jets signed belt for $13 million a year, like, that's – that's insane. So I just think I think one of those next guys up. I think that there's less guys now who are just like super talented and they'll be really good wherever they go. Like a guy like maybe McCaffrey or like a Dalvin Cook. I think there's more guys now where once they leave the team that they're on, it just won't work for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's maybe a little bit of like potentially a Chris Carson or like maybe an Aaron Jones. Like, I feel like if they left the team they were on, I wouldn't be surprised if then they just weren't as good. Do either of you guys had uh, Edward Solaire in any of your fantasy teams? I haven't. Anymore. I don't. How are you feeling? I'm not worried at all. I still think that you go to – I still think you go to the rookie. Um, I do really yeah, they quick haven't, wanna, They haven't done. I want to go back really quick what Dan just said about, like, if you, if you took Aaron Jones and, like, Chris Carson away from their teams, they wouldn't be good anymore. What's really crazy about Not necessarily that, just like, wouldn't be good at all. No, but I get where you're getting at. But, like, another element to that, too, is if you look at it, like, the Panthers lost McCaffrey. And Mike Davis. Yeah, and Mike Davis. has been unbelievable. Exactly. And Minnesota loses Dalvin Cook and Madison, Madison just comes in. Off. And it's just – it's just the all you need is an offensive line for a running back. All you need is just mm-hmm. that second level for a running back to be good in the league. And, like, that's why, like, the Camaras are, like, hard to replace. McCaffrey's hard to replace. And that's, but, like, that's every, one of the everyone reasons, else. One of the reasons I was so excited for Bell, though. Our line is, like, amazing this year. And New York's is awful. Mm-hmm. And you look at what he was able to do with Pittsburgh's offensive line. His thing was basically that he'd, like, wait so long for holes to develop because he had a good enough offensive line to do that. He could never do that with the Jets because their offensive line was always garbage. One thing more on the running backs is I think like after like seeing how like the running backs kind of function the last few years, I think Adrian Peterson deserves way more credit than that guy gets. I think that guy legit, he can play on any team and he can run for a hundred yards and it's just, he just hasn't really changed. And I feel for that guy, he's still a starter in the league. And it's crazy because you would think now, like, I don't really think we're going to see a lot of these guys that are starting running backs going to be playing like, mid 30s i think they're gonna have all like short careers i'm pretty sure the average um career span for a running back in the nfl is like four or five years or something crazy like that so seeing ap do as well as he has for this long is really crazy and a lot of people kind of forget about him because he obviously hasn't been the ap everybody knew for around five or six years now but he's still pretty effective when he gets to the ball enough times in a game you know he's still the star um, too yeah, him and DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Well, boys, I want to congratulate all of us on getting through the worst week of every NFL season, and that would be the bye week. We got through yeah. it, guys. We're done. We'll have Patriots football for the next, whatever, 13, 14 weeks, or maybe hopefully more uh, leading into February. But um, let's dive into some Patriots-Broncos talk. We got Cam coming back. Thank God. Gilmore set and ready to go. Our full team's back, and for Denver, it looks like Melvin Gordon's going to be out with that DUI situation. But Drew Locke should be making a return, as I've been seeing reports of. So how are we feeling about the matchup going into Sunday? Um, I think I think it should be a pretty easy win. Um, the team looked great with Cam. It seems like the defense has really stepped up. They showed that in the Kansas City game. I had some concerns about them after Seattle. Um and, yeah, Drew Locke coming back isn't ideal because I'd much rather be playing Brett Rippon. I think Drew Locke is a little bit underrated. <laughs> but um, I think Melvin Gordon being out is huge, though, because I think Philip Lindsay will return, but he's been really banged up basically this whole season. So, th- I mean, they're going to have to rely on him a lot in his return. Uh, 
Cortland Sutton is already like out for the year, so they're just missing a lot on that offense already. Going up against our defense, who's been preparing for them for a couple weeks now, I just don't think that's going to be good for them. I, I feel bad for Denver in a way, dude. Like, legit, this game was supposed to be Sunday at 425, then the COVID for Gilmore, and then it gets moved to Monday, and then with uh, Bill Murray gets it. And then, so they prepared all week. They practiced all week for the Pats, and they weren't preparing for camp. You know they're preparing for Stidham or Hoyer. And then after the game gets moved, they practice all week. They actually, now they have their bye week. They just had it. So they just practiced all week during their bye week for absolutely nothing. And now they have to practice again this week, prepare for the same team, but then you have to prepare for Cam Newton. And I just think that all that energy that they have, and I mean, it is tough. I mean, especially with the expectations you had of a game being played Sunday, then Monday, and then now you have to face Cam Newton, which is back to normal form. I think they're just going to lose a lot of motivation in that game. I think the Patriots probably at this point, I think they're going to slap them around a little bit. I mean, especially with no Cortland Sutton, I just think all you're going to do is really take away Jerry Judy, right? I don't know if Noah Fan's mm-hmm. going to play. Um, he might play. That's someone you definitely have to monitor, but I'm really not worried about this matchup this week either. Mm-hmm. Kev, you make a really good point about the bye week. If I was a Broncos player, I'd be really furious with how the NFL handled the scheduling of this game. Just to have your you, – they practiced their whole week, and that was considered their bye week. Be, mm-hmm. They don't even really get any actual time off, which I'd be so pissed about. But um, looking at the game as a whole, Belichick always does pretty well against young QBs that, that aren't named Lamar Jackson. So – like Dan said, I think we should be able to handle this team pretty fine. The defense has been stepping up. We get Cam back, get him back into a rhythm, and um, give the ball to Damian Harris. Damian Harris a little bit more. Let him keep proving himself why he should take Sony's job one day, which hurts me to say, but uh, one day. I think we're, we're on that road. One day. you know, you Not doing? right now. One right day. A couple, right couple weeks. A couple weeks. Stop. Just praying about it. <laughs> okay, all right. Let me ask you a serious question, right? So say the Patriots, you saw Adam Schefter tweet that the – Patriots signed Le'Veon Bell, right? What in the hell do you think would happen to Sony? Do you think they would have played him like three weeks later and activated him off IR? That dude no, he'd be shipped gonna, out. We were going to keep him on IR for the rest of the season. They were going to trade his ass. He was out. There's I think no so, too. Way. There's no I way. just don't think anyone would actually give anything up for him. To be That's so sad. Come on. A seventh? Someone would give a seventh for Sony. Come on. This is... His touchdown if, dance if, is too cool. If someone tears their ACL between now and week eight, we might be able to make a trade happen. Oh, man. Sorry, got a phone call. It's okay. So, um, but like I was saying, Belichick usually ha- has his defenses prepared pretty well for Drew Lock, our young quarterbacks like Drew Locke. And uh, like you said, guys, the Broncos don't really have a lot of firepower on offense with Melvin Gordon not probably not going to play Fant being questionable and Cortland Sutton already being out. So I expect this, I expect the Patriots to walk over this team and get a pretty convincing win. Kev, does your phone have a call end button? What's going I, on, buddy? I legit tried to end it and <laughs> it failed because it just got quieter. So I had to walk away. So whatever Adam just said, I just did not listen to it. Also, I deeply apologize <laughs> to you, Adam. Um, it's okay. But I mean, dude, this NFL week, I feel like, oh, my, Lanta. It does not someone's, end. Someone's popular, huh? Yeah, not today. I apologize <laughs> for that. Anyways, the NFL week we had was kind of crazy. I do want to touch on really quick about Dak. Um, that was a really oh, serious yeah. injury. And mm. that's something that definitely, I mean, that's a guy who, you know, had his mental health issues. He was playing MVP level, for sure. He was on pace to break the passing edge record, whether you like it or not. And then dude just takes a setback. You got to think that Andy Dalton can win the Cowboys, the shitty NFC East. Um, that division is so up for grabs, but I, I am pretty excited for Andy Dalton because in the past, early in the 2010s, he was actually a pretty decent quarterback with a pretty crappy team. So I think this is Dalton's best opportunity of his career with the talent he has around him and a pretty decent coach in Mike McCarthy. And I think... I think that offense will well, it obviously slow down without Dak, but I think uh, Andy Dolan's one of the best backups in the league that you can have, especially for this kind of situation in this offense. Yeah, no comment. Um, no, I don't. I don't know. I think I think that division's awful. I think if it was basically any other division in the NFL, 
it would be no chance Dallas could win it now. But I think with Zeke, they're just going to be running the ball a ton. Um, all their receivers have looked good. It's it's really just their defense that's been bad. Um, and I don't know. Maybe they need to bring in Earl Thomas. Maybe they just need better coaching. But right now, whatever Mike McCarthy is doing defensively isn't working at all. Did you guys see the sh- – I, I mean, you guys can look at it one way. I know I'm switching, of course. But um, Nikhil Harry had his press conference, his interview for the week. And it kind of seems like he took a shot at Brady today, just a little bit. Really? What did what he, he say? He just said – I mean, I don't know. You could look at it like that. But he said he's a very vocal guy. He likes to have fun out there. It kind of it kind of brings back that mood, like that fun kind of mood out there. In a way, I feel like Nikhil had a no. terrible. You don't think so because that's well, legit. Well, I agree. I know what you're. I know what you're gonna say, and I I do agree with that. If you're gonna say that, like Nikhil probably had a pretty miserable year last year because 100%. I know that there were a lot of rumors where, like, basically he walked into the team and thought he was the shit, and then he obviously had an awful year. And I'm sure Brady let him know that he was having an awful year. Um, But I don't think that he meant it in that way. I think he just meant literally like Cam Newton was gone from practice and from the team for like a week or two. And now he's back. It's it's brought the fun kind of energy back. Mm -hmm. If he was saying this week one, then yeah, it would be a shot. I could see both sides of it because you got to think of Nikhil's perspective. He, him joining the team as a rookie last year, obviously it was Brady's last year and Brady wasn't happy for one single minute at that offense last year. So I'm sure there was a lot of tension at practice. There was a lot of screaming from Brady being upset, going after Nikhil. And now this year, Nikhil come around. He can dance at practice. Cam's taking him in like a little brother. He's learning so much. So I could definitely see Nikhil saying like, hey man, it's, it's a lot better that I'm with Cam having fun, learning a lot more rather than just getting chewed out by Brady every time I drop a pass or run the wrong route. But like you said, if you look so far into it, you can think of you can it goes both ways. But that's exactly what all Boston media does, dude. They legit just will bring the work to this. <laughs> I guarantee you there's gonna be a source tonight that says like Nikhil Harry was talking about Tom Brady and it goes all over sports up WEI tomorrow. Like I know I don't know if you did you guys see um Stefan Gilmore's wife like respond to Adam Schefter's tweet? About the coronavirus. Yeah, he never, okay. he never went to dinner with Ken. Right. And you know how much that took off? That was like the topic of the day. That was like such a big deal. And people were telling her she kept her mouth shut. And people were like threatening her all over this shit. Like, dude, like the media and the like, world. Like, who cares? Dude, right. All she said was that <laughs> Stefan did not go out to dinner with Cam. They probably ate inside. Who cares? But like, that's just so sad to see that type of stuff. That's why I would not be surprised to see. If Nikhil, that whole thing gets turned into a Brady. Plus, it'd be kind of fun. Though. Maybe, dude. I don't know. It'd be fun. It'd definitely be fun. So, um, over last week, we saw the Raiders upset the Chiefs 40-32. to I know I was watching that, and I was pretty happy to see the Chiefs take their first loss of the year. What did you guys think of that game? Were you just excited as I was? I mean, that game got me excited just because I've, I was telling all my friends after the Kansas City game that, like, you know, obviously I watched the whole game and if we had Cam Newton at quarterback, I think we totally could have won. I think we not only would have won, I think we would have won convincingly. And then a team that we beat in the Raiders, a team that we beat, you know, by a lot in the Raiders going into Arrowhead and beating Kansas City just further proved that point. Mm-hmm. One, Dan took Kansas City to cover 12 points versus no. or the Raiders. <laughs> Yes, you did. I didn't. Uh, I thought you did. That seems like a Dan. <laughs> I did. I'm going to Holmes. But no, it was good. I mean, that's a game that you definitely wish that you um, bet Raiders money line on for sure. Because that would have been a $100 bet and probably would have won 1200 bucks. Um, I don't, dude, like, do you guys really think, like, you, when we've seen the Chiefs play back to back weeks, kind of weak, like, do you think that, like, teams are catching up, kind of like Lamar, or are we just seeing, like, I don't really just think like so. a little setback? Um, I think. Go on, Dan. I think they're gonna smoke the Bills, Monday, and I think that's gonna like kind of quiet everybody down. That's my prediction. I it's kind of like last year. The Chiefs kind of started off slow, and then Mahomes got injured. But they're the kind of team that comes together later in the year and peaks at the right time. You know, 
obviously they've been kind of struggled in the last two weeks and we should have beat them with Cam and they just lost at home to the Raiders. But that's a divisional game. Those games can usually go both ways. And Derek Carr balled the hell out. And the Raiders are an actual, a really good football team, which I was about to say, this the Raiders' win over the Chiefs makes us look really good because we, we handed the Raiders with no problem. But the Raiders have convincingly beat the Chiefs, they've beat the Saints, they beat the Panthers, and they went toe-to-toe with the Bills. So those are all some pretty good teams that are on people's boards and of the, um, of the power rankings. So I think having the Raiders beat the Chiefs like they did makes us look even better. All right, is there any more games you guys want to discuss over week five? No, I think you got them all. Yeah. I'm all good. right, let's dive into the picks. Dan, take it away. All right, first game of the day, we've got the Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears. The Panthers are the three-and-a-half-point home favorites. Who do you guys got? Um, I think the Panther, the the Panther, the Panthers have been playing pretty well. They've, <laughs> they've been looking pretty good, three and two at the top of the division right now, or close to it. But that win against Tampa for Chicago last Thursday night was a really big win for that team. Like you mentioned, Dan, before, um, people were talking about Chicago being one of the worst three and one teams to ever be three and one, or whatever it was. Yeah. But um, that defense looks like it has a little bit of glimpse of the 2018 version of that of themselves so uh it's a pretty scary defense to go go against and i think as the weeks go on nick Foles is going to become more and more comfortable in that offense and chicago is getting three and a half points so i'm going to take chicago all right let's yeah, hope we I, don't have oh you going uh well you were saying you might need more time with these picks so I was oh no like go, when, i'll I was, leave you oh, for last okay that's cool you that can works. go ahead if you got your pick i got chicago's yeah i'll let you know if i need a little bit more time we won't always have you close it. Um, I'm going to go – well, actually, before I start, I want to make sure that we don't have a repeat of, like, two weeks ago where we mess up all the team names again. That was an ugly <laughs> podcast, so let's let's try and keep it positive here. Um, I'm going to go Chicago, too. I just think that Carolina is their solid team, but I think, like, Adam touched on, Chicago is a good defense, and I kind of like – it's a close game, but you have to go in the underdog in the situation, so I'm going Chicago. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Chicago, too. I initially wrote down Carolina for this, uh, but I just changed my mind because of what Kev said in a close game like this. You want to take the points with Chicago. Both of these teams are coming off pretty big wins, a much bigger win, I'd say, for the Bears. But looked good so far. Um, Their receiving duo of Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore has looked way better than I think anyone expected. Mike Davis has done way better than anyone expected, but I don't know. It's it's hard to go against the points with Chicago here. Three and a half. Before we get into this next pick, mm -hmm, before we get into this next pick, I actually forgot to do this at the beginning because usually I've got Kev barking (laughs) at me to do it because he won the picks and just wants to hear how good he is. Our man Adam with his first week one also putting up an a season high score of ten out of thirteen. That is the high that's the best week anyone has had. And Adam is slowly but surely climbing. It's it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. Dude, that was like five ahead of you. Relax. Dude's still got a long way to go. You know what's really bad though is that I was like rashing Adam during the podcast when he made his picks. I was like this doofus picked Baltimore over the end. You, Baltimore dude. over Cincinnati. This dude does not know football. Dude, Adam took. I remember we were like, dude, Adam took Tennessee. What is he thinking? <laughs> dude, eight and a Let's half. Go. I didn't even realize it picked. That was a dumb pick, Tennessee. That was a dumb pick. I just figured, I think everyone figured the same thing with them where, like, no practice. They were just going to get smoked, but it did the opposite. They were, like, well-rested. I mean, I won my sheet for my uh, my actual pool. So, that's a sound. 250. All right, all right. But congrats, Adam. Oh, boy. Thank right. you. Give yourself another pat on the <laughs> Oh, yeah, more money, baby. <laughs> Gotta, you love to see it. All right. Next game, uh, we've got the Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Real barn burner here, probably <laughs> preview. Um <laughs> Jacksonville's at home. Detroit's the three-and-a-half-point Before Adam goes, this is a trash game, dude. Like, why are they even playing this game? This is garbage. Uh, Matt Stafford, Gardner Minshew. Wow. This, this is gross. I think I'd rather watch paint dry on my on my room wall than watch this game. But I'm going to take Detroit just because Jacksonville sucks. It's, it's a pretty easy pick. Only three-and-a-half with Detroit. I, I'd feel like it should be a little more points favored with Detroit, but – I'll take that three and a half. I'm going Detroit. 
just because oh sorry dan um, i should be good actually i'll be good yeah you're good all right i'm just gonna right, let you go good. for the rest i'm of gonna us. go detroit because i've told you guys on multiple occasions that i think that matt stafford will be a hall of fame quarterback one day so if I bet against him versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's really telling me something. So I got to go. <laughs> I got to stick with my faith, and I'm going to go Detroit three and a half. I'm going to go Jacksonville here, <laughs> basically the same reason as the game before. It's. I mean, they're two bad teams. It's going to be a relatively no, close game. No, it's just game, funny how so it was like, oh, I'm going to have Hall of Fame quarterback Matt Stafford. You're like, I'm going Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going, I'm going Hall of Fame quarterback wow. Gardner Minshew. That's a hot take. That? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's not really much to say here. If Detroit was the underdog, I'd take them. There's not really a big factor that makes me think Jacksonville will win this game, but. I don't know. Next game, we've got the Minnesota Vikings and Atlanta Falcons. We're going to make picks for this game, but this game is in a little bit of jeopardy. Um, The Falcons had, I think, like a coach and a player test positive for Corona today. They had to close their team facility. Right now, everything is still on schedule to be played Sunday, but I'm sure just one more positive test in these next 48 hours would just take that game right off the schedule. So Minnesota is at home. They're the three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, Kev, I think a couple episodes ago you said you'd have to be an absolute crazy man to put any kind of faith in Atlanta in a bet. So I'm going to live by those words, and I'm going to take Minnesota. I know Minnesota's going to be without Dalvin Cook, but uh, Madison's a pretty good replacement for him. He's been there before. He knows what he's doing. And Atlanta's just – they are an absolute dumpster fire. I don't even know where to begin with that team. I think the safe pick here is Minnesota minus three-and-a-half, and that's what I'm going with. Minnesota and Kirk Cousins looked a lot better on Sunday Night Football versus Seattle. I think they played a really good game. I mean, Seattle's been arguably the best team in the NFL this year, so Minnesota really competed with them. I mean, Cousins is getting more comfortable with Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I'm going to go Minnesota, too. Like you said, Atlanta's a dumpster fire. Dan Quinn's gone. I just don't think Atlanta has any juice, especially on defense. Go on, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to make it a clean sweep here with Minnesota. I'm really surprised that even without Dalvin Cook, they're only favored by three and a half because Madison looked great against Seattle. Um, The team as a whole looked really good against Seattle. If they just kick a field goal there, they'd probably win the game. Or if they could have gotten a stop on, what was it, like fourth and 15 when they just threw a bomb Mm -hmm. to DK Metcalf. Regardless, Atlanta sucks. Julio Jones might still not play. Calvin Ridley's banged up. Uh, Minnesota. Next game, we've got the Tennessee Titans at home against the Houston Texans. Titans on a short week are the two-and-a-half-point favorites. What do you guys got? I'm going to go Tennessee here, but these that two-and-a-half favorite for Tennessee, I feel like that's pretty low for a team that's coming off the, the debauchery of the Bills they just showed us. They destroyed the Bills. I'm surprised this isn't like a five-and-a-half favorite, especially against a, a very a struggling team like Houston. But um, I'm going to take the hot hand, Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee, Bring it to me. Go in Tennessee. Dude, that, you're right, dude. That spread is so bad. Two and a half. I thought it would be five and a half, like you said. Um, just because of that, I'm going to go Tennessee. I mean, Mike Vrabel has that team coached the way he wants it to. They really respect the guy. Did you see, like, uh, what's Taylor Luan after that game? Like, when he's, like, talking to the camera? The Titans are, like, fired up right now, dude. Because mm-hmm. all the shit they had to deal with with COVID – Mm-hmm. So I think Mike Rabel's using that towards the advantage, kind of like give him a message to keep playing. So I'm just gonna ride Tennessee. Yep, undefeated too. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Tennessee. Also, shout out Adam for the big word. <laughs> don't don't um, ask me to spell it. <laughs> um, I, yeah, just like what you guys said, I can't believe that this spread isn't a little bit higher for them. Um, they just blew out the Bills, and the Texans are 1-4, and four, and Tennessee's at home with some fans. So, I mean, that's clearly just because they they have, like, a really short week playing on a Tuesday, but I don't think it'll make that big of a difference. So I got the Titans here. Next game, we've got the New York Giants and the Washington football team. The Giants are at home, and they are favored by three and a half. Are they getting their first win? Ah, uh, 
I'm not sure who's going to win this crappy ass game. I mean, it's an <laughs> NFC East. It's an NFC East game, so those are always going to be fun to watch. At least because we're going to beat the shit out of each other. But in a crappy game like this, I got to take the points. So I'm going to go Washington plus three and a half. And I do think Washington's a better football team, regardless of uh, Kyle Allen or Dwayne Haskins playing quarterback for them. I just think Ron Rivera's the better coach, and they got a good D line that can give that. Uh, crappy O line of the Giants problems and make Daniel Jones have a long day. So I'm going to take the Redskins. The Redskins here. Oh, I'm sorry, the Washington Football Team. Oh my gosh, Oops. Oh, strike no. one. Go. The no, Washington no, Football that's, Team. That's strike two because you screwed up the pants. Strike two. Oh man. Oh <laughs> yeah. Now I'm really living on the edge. Washington Football Team plus three and a half. You heard it here first. We're drug testing Adam after the podcast <laughs> immediately. Um, I'm going to go Washington. <laughs> Um, I don't know if Alex Smith is going to start, is he? Do you think? Uh, probably. <laughs> I think Kyle Allen is in concussion um, protocol. Not possible. Yeah, I'm going to go. That. I think they owe Alex Smith. That he got killed last week by Aaron Donald. That was really bad. Um, Aaron Donald was, was a beast. Mm-hmm. You hear him on the sidelines. He was like, that motherfucking leg is strong. Like talking about <laughs> yeah. Alex Smith. Dude, I think that was funny. But I think I'm going to go yeah. Washington. They owe him a win. Yeah, um, I've got Washington here, too. Bad game, so I'm going to take the points. Um, yeah, hopefully Alex Smith starts. I think he's a guy everybody's rooting for. I think even if he doesn't play another snap this season, he should win comeback player of the year, and they should name the award after him as much as I'd like to see Cam win it. It's just like insane that, like, basically he almost had to get his leg amputated, and they told him he probably couldn't walk again, and here he is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Crazy. Next game, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. The Steelers are at home. They're the four-and-a-half-point favorites. This is going to be a fun game to watch. we got two great teams coming in. How legit are the Browns and how legit are the Steelers? I think we're going to learn a lot about both of these teams in this matchup. But one thing that really concerns me about Cleveland is I heard today that Baker wasn't able to throw in practice today or they held him out of throwing because he's dealing with, a, I think, a rib injury or a little bit of a shoulder injury. I think it's ribs from a hit he took last week's game. So because of that, I'm going to take Pittsburgh minus four and a half. But I think this game will be really close, but Pittsburgh might pull away at the end. Who did you say had the rib injury, sorry? Baker. Baker he wasn't throwing um, today. Another thing to add to that is that OBJ left practice today with an illness. Um, so I don't know. OBJ might not play in these type of games with injuries. I think he's touched on that, how he's pissed that he like played a lot of games with a broken foot and he regretted coming back so early. Um, I think he's going to sit out that game. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Um, before Dan gets to say it, I want to say it before Dan that Dan was right about his boy, Chase Claypool from Notre Dame. That dude, four touchdowns, mm-hmm. dude, balled out. Dan sniped that. Um, that dude is the real deal, and Pittsburgh yeah. is amazing at drafting wide receivers. They've had a freaking hell of a group of wide receivers that they've drafted, so I'm going to go Pittsburgh and Chase Claypool to go for two touchdowns. Dude, I've, I've got an eye for wide receivers. What can I say? I was This year, I was saying Patriots need to get Claypool, even if they've got a trade up in the second round. And last year, I was saying A.J. Brown at 32 over Nikhil Harry. I, I said bet you DK wish they Metcalf. listened to me on both occasions. Uh, yeah, but I, everyone no, was saying weren't. D.K. Metcalf. And then on draft night. He was getting dude, trashed. Yes, they were. He people was getting transfers three D- People had D.K. in the dude, top ten. Dude. No, but then once he started to fall, then everyone, including you, was like, oh, yeah. That, I never said around. that. And I'm I not never saying that. that it was I, that's what I, dude, okay, that's hear, what me up, hear me up really no, quick. Dude. The NFL draft for the wide receivers, they really base it off the three cone. So the fact, that's really how they do it. That's like a big thing for them. So I think that's why Metcalf dropped. And Brady had a faster three cone than DK Metcalf. <laughs> so that's saying something. Um, I think that's why he dropped. But anyways, um, dude, that's kind of freaking, that's nuts. I'm going to go, man. What was the next game? All right. No, I <laughs> we gonna cut that. In. I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Cleveland plus four and a half. I didn't know about Baker. I knew about OBJ. Um, I just wanted to go Cleveland for the points. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense 
their secondary especially really worried me last week, giving up 29 to the garbage Eagles. Travis Fulgham had 150 yards receiving and a touchdown. So I, I, I don't know what they're going to do against Odell and Landry if they both play. And then Nick Chubb being out hurts Cleveland, but I think Kareem Hunt can still give them enough of a running game to kind of like control the clock because that's what they really need to do to win with Baker healthy or not. So I'm going Cleveland. Next game, we've got the Baltimore Ravens and the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly's at home. They're the seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. Who do you guys Um, Philly looked a little bit better this week against the Steelers, and though they lost. Carson Wentz had a bounce-back game. I think he had 250 yards and two touchdowns, and Miles Sanders had two touchdowns too. But I'm on a two-week streak of taking Baltimore with the points, no matter what the points is, even if it was 13 or 14 in the last few weeks, which it has been. So I'm going to keep riding with that, and I'm going to take Baltimore minus seven-and-a-half. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Baltimore, too. Um, I just think Baltimore had a really good game last week. I kind of, like, shitted on them for their game the week before. Um, I just don't think Carson Wentz is really that good. I mean, Pittsburgh just had a bad game, so I'm going to go Baltimore, seven and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go Baltimore here, too. Uh, Philly's a mess. And um, I really, like, Travis Fulgham isn't going to put up that game with, uh, either Marcus Peters or Marlon Humphreys on him. So I don't, they're not going to be able to throw the ball at all. And then on top of that, Miles Sanders going up against that front seven, that's a bad matchup too. I don't think Philly's really going to be able to put points on the board. I think the Ravens are going to cover easily. Next game, we've got the Indianapolis Colts and the Cincinnati Bengals. Colts are the nine and a half point favorites at home. I'm not sure who's going to win it, but this might shock you guys. I'm, I'm taking Cincinnati plus nine and a half. I wasn't really a big fan of what I saw out of Phillip Rivers last week against the Browns and his loss. And I feel like as the weeks go on, he's going to get worse and worse. And Dan, your prediction at the beginning of the year, I'm pretty sure it was you. You said that by the end of the season, Rivers will be benched, correct? And Brissett will be the starter. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're going to get closer and closer to that. I know the Colts have a really good defense, but... You can't have a great – your defense isn't that great if your quarterback's going to turn the ball over like Phillip Rivers does. And I think Cincinnati is due for a bounce-back week after getting trampled by the Ravens. I think Joey Burrow will have a better week, and I'm going to take Cincinnati plus 9.5. There is an NFL article that came out today, and it was like NFL trades before the deadline. It was just like proposed ones and all of that. And there was a guy who said that Sam Darnold should go to Indianapolis. And I think that would be a really good move rather than the Jacoby Brissett. Do you guys think that there's any chance that the Jets just blow it up completely? No. I For well, Lawrence? I think you could go Trevor I, Lawrence. No, I and think Bill they're O'Brien. gonna trade Sam Darnold. No, I know. I think they're gonna trade Sam Darnold, but I don't think the Colts would trade for him. Just because you're paying Philip Rivers all that money. You're paying Jacoby Brissett all that money. Darnold, he has to be coming close to the end of his rookie contract. He'll need an extension soon. And the people in that locker room, they just love Jacoby Brissett. So I'm sure you've got a lot of guys in that locker room that want Brissett as the starter right now. And if the Colts do feel like they might need to bench Rivers, I can't really see them not giving Brissett a shot before they do that. I'm going to definitely go um, Cincinnati. I just think nine and a half is way too high for that game. Uh, especially just like Adam touched on Philip Rivers, the offense is not good. I don't know why anyone thought that they were. They shouldn't even be like even with um the Browns last week. So I'm going to go Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I was looking at Cincinnati a lot of games this year. I was taking them against the big spreads. It was working out. I took them minus or plus. I'm sorry. I think. 10 and a half or was it 11 and a half something like that last week against the Ravens they got absolutely obliterated um so I don't really have the confidence to take them again I'm gonna go Indianapolis minus nine and a half here next game we've got the Patriots and the Broncos the Patriots are the heavy favorites here minus 10 and a half who do you guys got um we all of us here are Big fans of the Patriots, obviously, and it kind of hurts me to do this, but I'm going to take Denver plus 10.5 just because Drew Locke's playing. I could see the Broncos getting – I could see this game being like a 27-17 game where the Patriots win pretty comfortably, but it's that .5 that's kind of 
throwing me off a little bit. I think this game might be a little closer in the first half, first three quarters of the game than people will expect, but I think the Patriots pull away and, and win by 10, but I don't think they cover, so I'm going to take Denver plus 10.5. I just think it's a little too many points. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Patriots kind of had a tough last two weeks. Um, There's kind of a lot to overcome. I just think that Bill Bell, they haven't really practiced that much either, so that's kind of tough. Drew Locke's coming back. So especially with Locke coming back, I think it'll be a close game. Um, So I'm just going to go with Denver too, 10.5. You know what's weird though, really quick? Sorry, Dan, that last week it was 8.5, and now it's 10.5. So I guess like there's really like yeah. no chance that Cam is gonna play apparently for the Vegas Lions. Yeah, probably not. I mean, they were talking about last week how the Monday it would have been like exactly ten days since he tested positive, so he would have been eligible. But he was still testing positive late last week apparently. So I think that just wasn't an option for us. Um, I think I said it in an earlier podcast. If not, I'm saying it now. I'm going to take the Patriots every single game this season. I refuse to bet against them. It hasn't always worked for me. I think the only games where it didn't work was Seattle and Kansas City, and the Kansas City one was kind of a fluke. <laughs> so you're two and two. Obviously, Cam didn't play. And... <laughs> yep, and after this week, I'm going to be three and two when we beat the Broncos oh, by 11. <laughs> Patriots minus 10 and a half. Are you saying they actually win right, by eleven? Next game. Yeah, I'm saying I'm picking. No, I was asking cover. like exactly eleven points. Thirty-one twenty. Sound very accurate no, score. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much they'll win by, but I was just saying eleven because that's the minimum amount they'd need to cover. I just have to watch out for if they win by eleven now. <laughs> yeah. Next game, we've got the Dolphins and the Jets. Dolphins are at home after a big win against the 49ers. They're the nine-and-a-half-point favorite. You guys See, got? you said big win over the 49ers, and that's what's drawn me to take the Jets plus nine-and-a-half because as we look at this, this is a lot of points for the Dolphins. They're, they're a very scrappy team, don't get me wrong, but this is an AFC East matchup. I think this is going to be a dogfight. The Jets are due. They need any kind of spark they can get. And Fitzpatrick's coming off of a 22 of 28, 350 yards, and three touchdowns for the guy. So I don't think he's going to be able to replicate that. Like I said before, I think this is too many points in Miami's direction. And as bad as it's going to kill me to say this, I'm taking the Jets plus nine and a half. Yeah, the Jets usually play everyone really good in the division. I mean, they get Buffalo a tough time. I mean, we've had our battles with them. Nine and a half is a lot for Miami. That's like, yeah, that's something I can't do. So I'm going to go Jets and hopefully that Adam Gase doesn't screw me this week. <laughs> um, I've got three rules I'm trying to follow for this year. You heard my first one. I'm always going to pick the Patriots. My next one, I will never, ever bet with Joe Flacco. <laughs> he's the starting quarterback this week. I'm going to bet against him anytime he's playing, no matter what team he's on. And you're going to find out my third one when we get to this next game. But I've got the Dolphins minus nine and a half here. Joe Flacco sucks. Uh, Miami's going to win by 100. <laughs> by 100. <laughs> Dude, I didn't think that Donald wasn't playing. Next game. Nah, he oh, got ruled sucks. out today. Maybe maybe they're trying to save him so that they can trade him at the deadline. Don't Yo, worry, can I trade over to Miami real keep quick? Keep his value up. I don't know. <laughs> Picks our final, Kev. Sorry, buddy. You know this, buddy. Bogus. (laughs) Next game, we've got Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Packers are the one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. This is definitely the game of the week. This is a possible NFC Championship matchup. And uh, the rumor on the street is that I think Chris Godwin should be good to go by Sunday. And if that's the case, I'm taking Tampa plus one-and-a-half. I know the Packers look unbelievable on offense right now. And Aaron Rodgers is playing in a completely completely different level even without Devontae which scares me but I think the Bucks have a pretty good defense and can kind of hold them together and I think Brady will do what he has to do to get a win and um, I know the Packers defense isn't all that either so I'm going to take Tampa Bay uh, plus one and a half I'm going Green Bay um, Aaron Rodgers is playing an MVP level he gets Devontae Adams back um, I just think that Brady looked really that Bucks looked really bad and they're really disciplined. They're not really disciplined at all. They have, like, the most penalties in the league. Um, I'm definitely going Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. All right. 
Here's my third rule. Oh, no. I am betting against Tampa Bay 90% of the time this season. I've gone against them twice this year, Chargers and Saints. They, they delivered for me both times. I almost got beat by the Chargers. They got rolled by the Saints. I would have picked the Bears if we did the Thursday pick. And I think the Packers are a way better team. They're getting Devontae Adams back, as Kev said. Only favored by one and a half. I think that's an easy pick. All right, Sunday night football. Don't know why Tampa Green Bay isn't Sunday night football, but here we are. L.A. Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are the three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. Is Jimmy G playing? I think it's bad. Dude, Jimmy might have got benched. I think he – he I did get yeah. Shanahan said he was trying I to protect them, but I think Dude, he got benched. been solid. It's just like, yeah, he definitely did better than Jimmy once he came in. Got him a couple touchdowns. Okay. But <sighs> really quick. I don't know. That was really that was quick. Rough. So if Jimmy gets benched, then he's probably not going to be a San Francisco 49er next year. It's going to be nuts seeing that people are going to say that Belichick's going to go after Jimmy and the Pats are going to dump off Cam. I think he would if we couldn't. I think we'd try Cam first. But if we couldn't get Cam, if Cam was gone and Jimmy was a free agent or just on the trade block, I think you'd be crazy to think that Belichick's not going to at least put in a call for him. Definitely. Kev, I think you mentioned that to me a, like a year or two ago when uh, when Brady before Brady's last year. Like if, if uh, Jimmy G does bad, he's got a player opt-out or whatever and the the Niners could send him back to New England and make everything come together, which was an interesting thing you said at the time. But now that Jimmy G's struggling and getting benched and they don't look too happy with him, it could be something that's a possibility if Cam doesn't resign here, which is crazy to think about. But back to the game picks, this uh, the news of Jimmy probably not playing just makes me even more confident in the Rams minus three and a half. Dolphins literally took the Niners to town, beating them 43-17 last week. And I think San Fran will have a bounce-back week. They'll look a lot better than they did against the Dolphins, but I think the Rams are just too good to lose to that team. I'm taking Rams minus 3.5. Yeah, San Francisco kind of collapsed. You can kind of tell, like, they're just really not – they don't have it this year. They had a lot of injuries. I think losing Nick Bosa really hurts them a lot. I mean, that offense just really can't get going. Debo just coming back off injury isn't really his full self, so – Jimmy kind of looks rough, too. Um, so I'm going to go Rams. I just think McVay's coaching that team well this year. Um, Rams are way better than I think anyone expected to be. So I'm going to go Rams three and a half. Yeah, Rams look great right now. The 49ers look awful. Jimmy G probably won't play. I don't think Richard Sherman's going to be back yet to try and help him defend Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Um, three and a half, not a very big number. I think the Rams are an easy pick here. Now we've got our two Monday night games kicking it off at 5 o'clock. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Buffalo to play the Bills. The Chiefs are the two-and-a-half-point favorites. You guys this is going to be a very exciting game. I'm really excited to see how the Bills are going to bounce back after getting destroyed by the Titans. But um, I'm going to pick KC here. I think that's a safer pick. I know they just lost to the Raiders, so I feel like they're going to be fired up and motivated to perform better this week around, and you can't really bet against Mahomes. You'll never feel comfortable doing that. So I'm going to t- – oh, and the addition of Le'Veon. I know he's not going to play, but that's just still something to keep in mind. I'm taking KC uh, minus two and a half. September's over, Buffalo. Buffalo mm-hmm. legit is only good in September, dude. So, I mean, I really expected more out of the Bills. On Tuesday, I just I thought that the Bills were a lot better than the Titans. Allen was looking really well, had a really bad game, and there's no way that you can take an underdog when you're facing Mahomes at two and a half. So I'm going Chiefs. Yeah, two and a half is a crazy number for this game. After the loss, the Bills just took, and they're coming off the same short week that Tennessee is coming off of. Um, Kansas City probably won't have Le'Veon Bell playing but they're still going to be able to get this one done pretty easily. And I think this is going to be kind of a crucial point in the Bills season where they got off to the hot 4-0 start. People were talking about Josh Allen as an MVP candidate, going to drop back-to-back games, maybe both of them blowouts. It's going to be interesting to see how Sean McDermott can kind of like rally them and see how Buffalo can recover because their schedule still gets pretty tough from here. And then the real Monday night football game, the 8 o'clock one, We've got the Arizona Cardinals and the Andy Dalton-led Dallas Cowboys. 
Cowboys are at home. They're the three and a half point underdogs. Who do you uh, I think this is a pretty good matchup on paper. I'm kind of torn between each team, but I'm going to take the safe pick and go Arizona minus three and a half. I know, obviously, the Cowboys just locked it, lost Dak, which is obviously a huge, huge blow to their offense. But I think Andy Dalton will step in there and do do just fine with all the talent he has. But I do think the Cardinals are out to prove to people that they're not just fakers. No, they they started off the season pretty hot going 2-0, and they dropped their next two, and they just uh, destroyed the Jets last week. So I think they're going to keep that momentum into this week, so I'm going to take uh, Arizona minus 3.5. This would have been a really good matchup if Dak mm-hmm. was in. Um, just because of that, I mean, I don't know. Andy Dalton's not that bad. I mean, Andy Dalton came up kind of clutch in the fourth quarter. Um but the only reason that I'm going to go Arizona is just because Dallas's defense is so bad. So bad. So I'm just going to go Arizona. I think Murray and Hopkins have a day. And maybe Kenyon Drake breaks off too. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to go Dallas here. But I, I really just can't. I think there's no way that they're going to be able to keep up with Arizona's offense. Um, Cowboys have been letting basically every team they've played this year score 30 or more on them. Arizona's got a really good offense, unlike some of the teams that have done that to the Cowboys. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the Cardinals are going to put up a bunch of points. I think Dallas will be able to hold their own a little bit. No Chandler Jones for Arizona definitely hurts them. I think Zeke uh, is going to be relied on heavily. And then I was saying it before, Andy Dalton still has some really good receivers, but – yeah, I just I just don't think he'll be able to get it done. I've got Arizona with the three and a half. All right, well, good week of picks. Uh, good week of Patriots talk. This isn't uh, that good a week. Very excited to see him get back. Not on a good the... week. No, I, I was I meant in terms of no, the I know. podcast. No, I know. I'm saying just of... this NFL week. I just don't like some of the matchups. Yeah, no. Yeah, true, true, but um. Good week in terms of we're going to get the Patriots back on Sunday, hopefully. Hopefully nobody gets another coronavirus test. Um, But, yeah, we'll see him take on Denver. Pretty big game. Hopefully we can get it done, move back above 500. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, tune in next week.